Welcome back to Sapphic Stuff. This is Maddie. And this is Kristen. And this is our spooky episode. Spooky time. So this episode <laughs> is American Horror Story Coven. I initially thought, hey, why don't we do Asylum? Because it's gayer. No, Asylum is bad. Well, I mean, Asylum is excellent, but Asylum is uh, a little too graphically horrible. So we're not. Yeah, the representation for the gays there is disappointing. I mean, it is they are gay, but um, yeah, I'm not really feeling the necrophilia, to be honest, right now. You know, I like Halloween and all and spooky stuff, but that's just the level that I don't think we need to go to. <laughs> I was like pulling for asylum and I had completely forgotten about some of them. I feel like you just blocked it out. <laughs> Absolutely blocked it out. And then Kristen was like, no, Coven. We're doing Coven. So like I've already had to see that scene so many times. Don't make me do it again. (laughs) And I would not do that to you. So (laughs) it's AHS Coven time. If you listen to this podcast, you already know that we love witches. And and all witches are inherently gay. They just are. They don't make the rules. And there are some witches who are, you know, pretty gay in this in this show. Like, let's just talk about how everyone in this show is a little bit queer. First off, we've got Sarah Paulson. Who's already, you know. Any character played by Sarah Paulson is by proxy a little bit gay. What else? We have a girl who kills men with her vagina, which seems. Yeah, I mean, that's just gay to begin with. That's pretty clear. Like, that's there's nothing not queer about literally killing men with your vagina. I'm not really sure how that could be anything else. Like, I don't know why she didn't think of the obvious solution of just sleeping with women. It seems like she could kill women with her vagina, but we're not sure. I guess we we don't actually know for sure, but it just seems like an easier solution than having to worry about killing all your boyfriends. I don't know. Yes. So, oh, and then there's the redhead who's very camp. Myrtle. Myrtle is absolutely queer. Myrtle has to be queer because she is so camp. Yeah. I mean, she goes up in flames yelling Balenciaga. That's like the gayest thing I've ever seen. And then Misty Day has an obsession. Also extremely gay because she's obsessed with basically everyone. And like, especially Stevie Nicks. Like, she's really overwhelmingly obsessed with Stevie Nicks in like the way that like people on Twitter are obsessed with middle aged women who they want to like step on me. That's Misty with Stevie Nicks, I really think. And as a lesbian who truly loves Fleetwood Mac, I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel it. I just I was so excited that she's in this that's that she's in this as herself that Stevie Nicks is just like canonically a witch in this universe. I think that's my favorite thing about this show. Stevie Nicks is a witch and Stevie Nicks shows up and her song Seven Wonders is like plot related. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they, they literally wrote the plot around <laughs> involving Stevie Nicks, which is amazing. Ryan Murphy is just like, okay, what if we put Stevie Nicks on the show? What if Stevie Nicks is the plot? <laughs> like, I'm watching this for the plot. The plot is just a picture of Stevie Nicks. <laughs> That's not true. This show has a pretty decent plot. There's other stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There are things other than Stevie Nicks in this show, but are they important? Maybe not. I was kind of shocked that they didn't just make Stevie Nicks the Supreme. I feel like she's really important. I don't know, but I guess she's too busy like to be the Supreme. Like she wouldn't be able to like go be on Mac doing like tours and stuff if she was the Supreme. All right. 
So I know Kristen has about 47 ships for this show. I, I feel like it's more like five, but I do have a lot. I don't know. I just feel like there was chemistry for everyone. Like so many people had chemistry together. I know you saw that Misty Day had chemistry with almost everyone she interacted with. Right? I don't know what it is about her. Why every single person that she talked to, she was just like, I don't know, vibing a lot with them. I don't, that's just, she's just like that. I don't know. Obviously, I ship her mainly with Cordelia, but one show. I mean, I mean, Stevie Nicks too, though. I mean, <laughs> also Zoe a little bit. I mean, so you already have three ships. I think you have more than five. See, that is three already, I guess. Yeah, I guess they just seemed like less because they're all with Miss. Those are all three with Misty Day, but like, but I also ship Madison and Zoe because I mean, like, canonically, they fucked. So, like, they are theoretically an actual ship. Um, theoretically I mean they've been you know intimate that seems like a thing I don't know um enemies to lovers to enemies enemies to lovers to enemies like it's it's a great story I also ship Myrtle and Anna Lee which is like really random and out there but I don't care I just feel like Myrtle really had a thing for Anna Lee and she seemed to really take her death really hard and I, I don't know I just think that she loved her I got a bit of a vibe there too there's just some sort of vibe going there. The witch house, whatever chemical that's turning the frogs gay, it's in the water at the witch house. I kind of wanted Marie times Fiona. I wanted them to be enemies to lovers because they started to work together. And I thought like they kind of had a vibe. They have a great dynamic. They did. They worked really well together. I just really liked their like their enemies to lovers vibe. And I think that they would be good together. I also think that Stevie Nicks and Fiona had like something interesting, some interesting chemistry going. Like, I feel like if the Axeman wasn't in the picture, all wish the Axeman wasn't in the picture because he is really annoying. If he wasn't there, I feel like she would have just hooked up with Stevie Nicks. Like, I don't know. Or she would have hooked up with Marie. Like, she really should have hooked up with someone that wasn't the Axeman. So just anyone really that isn't the Axeman. We don't like the On here... I mean, I'm really glad that at least Madison and Zoe fucked. I said thank you for my rights next to it in my notes. Um, Although, Axeman is part of one of my favorite things about this show, which is the naughty pine part. (laughs) I also thought um, that girl Kaylee, we don't see her a lot, but she sets men on fire. And I just think that's a big mood and also kind of queer of her. (laughs) You heard it here. Everyone is gay. I mean, like, I don't know. You just can't be setting men on fire and not be gay. Like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't make the rules, but. Is Romania inherently queer? I mean, maybe. (laughs) I just feel like everyone in this is pretty much queer, except maybe like, I don't know who wouldn't be queer. I guess like Nan's not queer because she like really likes that boy next door. She seems to genuinely really like him. God, that plot line. That didn't really need to be there either. I feel like there were a lot of unnecessary plot lines in this, but it's okay. You know who had an unnecessary plot line? Queenie with the Minotaur. And I also don't think Queenie is queer, but I also have no idea what's going on with Queenie because that Minotaur plot line was really weird. Like, I don't really know why they, like, even rent and remade um, that boy that they made for for Zoe. Like, I don't really get why they even had to make him. Like, he was a disaster. (laughs) I feel like American Horror Story always has like six subplots you wish weren't there and then a really good main plot. Like the the main thing was great. It's just there was a lot of extra stuff going on that just didn't really need to be going on. 
Like, please, please just focus. Oh, with Kyle getting remade and then like his mom had that like incest plot with him I didn't like that and feel like we need that yeah the incest plot and then the plot with the Christian people yeah what was that for like what was the point of that murdered her husband and then her son yeah she murdered everyone she was not a I mean why <laughs> and I, mean, I guess that was yeah. just so that they could show that like you know, the girl's powers were developing, but they could have done that without adding extra unnecessary characters and nonsense. They also added necrophilia, which apparently they need to do every season or else they can't have it be American Horror Story. To have American Horror Story without necrophilia. As a theater nerd, I love Patti Lapone so much. As a fan of this show, I kind of wish she wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> she played the religious mom. Yeah, I didn't feel like she needed to be there, Um, but that's okay. I mean, it was still overall an amazing show, and that's why we're still talking about it. It was a very iconic season. I feel like one of everyone's favorite seasons is Coven. Oh, absolutely. I think I watched this as it aired, not on TV, but I would buy the episodes on Amazon because I was cool and we didn't have TV, and I was obsessed with it. I would watch it with my friends and we would be like, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I also felt the need to say, even though I bring up, I, I, so people who listen to us, you know that I need to bring up Motherland Fort Salem in every single episode. (laughs) So I need to bring up that Marie is over 300 years old. And so like canonically, if you go back, I believe she would know Sarah Alder. Like if you just combine the histories there, like if they were in the same planet, they would they would know each other. And I just think that's an interesting concept, like how that would work. I don't really know. I feel like the the voodoo witches would just like be dodgers, like draft dodgers. And like it could work. I, I could put it together. I think that the universes could collide and it would be good. Write that fan fiction. Someone write that for me. I don't feel like doing it myself. <laughs> too busy with Talder? I'm too busy with Talder. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like people like shipped some of these things. Some of the, I hope people shipped some of these other ships that I had, but I feel like the biggest one that everybody ships is the Misty Day and Cordelia. I feel like that's like everyone ships that. I mean, let's talk about Cordelia. Cordelia is the absolute coolest. Like when you go so far as to carve your own eyes out. Oh, I mean, that was amazing. That was so metal of her. Like she, absolute badassery I adore her I felt like I wish she wasn't they tried so hard to like make her the straightest that they could like with that whole plot with her like horrible husband who was actually a witch hunter and like trying to make her get pregnant like I just felt like why did they try so hard to make her straight when like her whole character is so queer I mean and she has fantastic chemistry with Misty She has amazing chemistry and she has chemistry with like so many people. Like, I just feel like she has great chemistry in general and she was wasted on that like guy whose name I can't even remember. I mean, to be fair, you do not focus on men in television, do you, Kristen? (laughs) No, I I don't know. Maybe not. But um, I just think that, you know, if it's Sarah Paulson uh, looking like Cordelia good, she should maybe make out with women because I deserve that I think is what I think it should happen specifically because Kristen deserves it you should send an email to Ryan Murphy (laughs) 
Kristen asked for this, so please. So you got to do it. I mean, and I know you haven't watched Apocalypse, but I did. And it brings back all these like main characters. And Cordelia obviously is the supreme. And she is like a badass, even stronger, even more intense in that. And because she's really like come into herself and her power at that point. And it's like not as meek. Like I feel like she spends a lot of this season like really like more in the background and like not accepting that she's actually a badass motherfucker with a lot of power. Like, I don't think she realizes that about herself until closer to the end. And I liked that they brought Misty Day back for her, but then they just killed her again. And I thought that was really rude. Murdering to make is rude. I, I I mean, it's really rude to like bring her back just to kill her again. I mean, they were got to be like sort of together-ish and they were like super definitely super into each other and then they just killed her off again and i'm like well this is this is homophobia i think actually that's the reason that i never watched apocalypse because i because they because they killed misty day i had been mad about misty day dying for the longest time and then apocalypse was airing and they were like misty day's back oh no she's dead again she honestly died in such a lame way too and i thought oh man i absolutely have to watch this And then I heard Misty Day died again. And I was like, hmm, Ryan Murphy, I will not reward (laughs) you with my views. See, I messed up by watching it live like each week. So I didn't like know ahead of time Mm -hmm. he was going to die. I just, you know, it didn't occur to me. I was just excited that she was back and I didn't think they'd do it again, but (laughs) they did it again. Oops, they did it again. They killed Misty Day. I'm so sorry for that. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I just think that her and Cordelia had a lot of a lot of potential with each other that just didn't get to be seen, and that was sad. I did think it was. I did. I liked that the the show was set in New Orleans. I thought it was interesting because it, it gave me a lot of like legacies, the originals vibes because it's witches in New Orleans. You know, like I just felt like I don't know. It just seems like maybe they would also be there, like the vampires from the originals, because they're like a million years old. Like, I just feel like all of this is happening at the same time. You just want all the crossover fiction. So yeah, someone should write it for me. Thing about Misty and Cordelia is they have maybe five scenes together. Yeah, they're not together very often, but it's when they are together, just the way that they look at each other and like the way they interact, you can just tell. Yeah, when they are together, it is lightning in a bottle. It's the best. They're so dynamic. They're both individually really, like, powerful, dynamic women. So I think just when you put them together, it's really great. And it was wasted. My favorite character from this is Misty Day. I think I've mentioned my love of Fleetwood Mac. Um, Yes. I am not in any way Misty Day, but I feel for Misty Day. And you relate. Yeah, I relate. And Kristen's favorite character is Cordelia. Because I'm a whore. (laughs) (laughs) I like genuinely don't have a reason. I just really like her because she's a strong, powerful, sexy witch. Like she's just really hot. And I can't really apologize for that. Like, have you seen her? She's really hot. And also she's Sarah Paulson, which, you know. She's hot anyway, but like as Cordelia, she's like even hotter because she's like really powerful and strong and like she's like the head bitch in charge at the end, which is just really cool. 
lesbian culture is loving Sarah Paulson. So yeah, like it's illegal not to love Sarah Paulson. Actually, it's against the rules. It's like when you get your handbook when you become a lesbian, it's like written on there. It's like in the codices. So if you don't love Sarah Paulson, they take away your toaster oven. Yeah, no more avocado toast for you. No. So I'm looking through my notes. One of which I really liked Madison and Zoe. They're my other like major ship. And I know like people probably hate them because they're so toxic. Like Madison especially is really toxic, but I'm just a fan anyway of their. They're super toxic. And that's very interesting. Like who expects a couple on American Horror Story not to be toxic? That's true. Yeah. It would be weird if they were like a healthy relationship. I just thought like if they were already sleeping together, like why not just like they could just sleep. They could get rid of that guy. Like they don't need him. Apparently we need zombie men. I don't. But like why? (laughs) I felt like Zoe clearly like really cares about Madison. Like she went back and like she like killed people like in the name of Madison. And then Madison like resurrected Kyle like for Zoe as like a present like so I just feel like they do really in a really twisted way they actually really do care about each other but like in a super messed up kind of way oh yeah no well there's nothing that isn't super messed up on this show Um, yeah but I also thought it was really rude that we never actually see Zoe and Madison kiss like we know they sleep together but like it just kind of like blacks out maybe they never kiss maybe they just know homo they're threesome how do how (laughs) genuinely how I don't think that's a thing I I don't think you can you can know homo your two girl one zombie man threesome I just don't think that's a thing and um I I feel like I was cheated I I just think that's rude you were cheated I feel like if that aired today oh they'd show it there would be lesbianism yeah it's because it was like a little bit I don't even remember when this was something I've it was like 10 years ago man no, the kid, this was that long ago. It no was, wonder they didn't show it. They didn't show anything at that point in time. Crazy. I mean, um, yeah, because it was only like the third season, and yeah. American Horror Story has been going for a hundred years. So yes, for forever. Um, so like something I've noticed about Ryan Murphy stuff, there's a little bit of like, like when there are lesbians, when there is lesbian contact, it's not that it's not happening, but it's kind of chaste. Like, yeah, uh, I'm just thinking of Glee right now. Like, that was like, I know there are Britannia fans out there. Their kissing is like on my list for the least convincing lesbian kissing in the world. Oh my gosh, the least convincing. There are. Yeah, I feel like they try, but they also don't have that many explicitly lesbian things on American Horror Story like especially considering that like Sarah Paulson's like the lead on most of the on most of them there was that season with Lady Gaga as a bisexual vampire that's true Hotel was good and Lady Gaga was very I did like I liked her character I liked that that series like that season was interesting but I like vampires anyway but Uh, yeah it's a cool series huge love of vampires over here really like vampires so I was gonna like that series anyway (laughs) I mean we've covered Buffy and Carmilla you know we like vampires yes and we clearly love witches because we won't stop talking about them no now okay what we need is a show that combines vampires and witches that literally already exists it's called legacies and the originals and oh god do we do we eventually have to watch legacies the vampire diaries 
I mean, I'm only one season behind on Legacies. So I don't know about you. I got mad because it was like all about this guy Landon instead of focusing on Hope Michelson, which it should be about because she's like my baby child that I love. You hear it has gay content. So maybe that's coming up next. Yeah, it's gay. That's why I was, that's why I watched it. The originals was gay too. Yeah. There were gay vampires on the originals. And there were gay people on, there were gay witches and gay vampires on um, Teenage uh, or what was it called? The Vampire Diaries. And then they are like, these are all their children. Like the children from those people are on like. I ended up watching the entirety of the originals simply because Jamie Murray was a recurring guest star in the final season. Oh my God, you're so gay. And I was just like, I guess I'll watch it all. <laughs> I think I, I just watched it for the one lesbian couple and then I got really attached to my child, Hope Michelson. And then I had to watch Legacies for my child, Hope Michelson. <laughs> All right, back to American Horror Story. This is what it's about. We're talking about American Horror Story Coven right now. But I'm just saying those things also take place in New Orleans. So, I mean, it's kind of related. Mega crossover. We need it. And it's like a school too, which is really interesting, like in theory, like because Legacies takes place at the Salvatore School, which I think is, I'm pretty sure is also there in New Orleans, I think, isn't it? And oh. like this is a school that's in New Orleans. Like, I'm just like, are these schools like near each other? Like what? How, how would this work? Are these secretly the same school? They are not, but like, I feel like they could have multiple school dances. Yeah, like maybe they go to dances together or they have like sports. I don't I don't know what sports they would possibly do, how but consider. Big, how big a sports team can you make from the witches? I mean, I know that at the end of the show, there's a bunch. There's a lot of witches at the end of the show. It seems like there's a ton of them. I don't know. I don't know where they're putting them all. Like in that little house, like I'm really confused by like the amount of witches that showed up at the end of the show and like where they intend on putting them. I know they said they'd rent more houses, but like, is that a solution? Like who is watching them then? Are they just a whole bunch of unsupervised girls like in houses? Like, like this doesn't work. The logistics do not work out, I, I guess. Logistics don't work. Like there's only one Cordelia, like she can't be at all the houses, like watching over everyone at the same time. Like she's the Supreme, so she can do a lot, but like she can't be everywhere. She learns a cloning technique. I mean, maybe that would be cool. I mean, I would be cool with there being more than one Cordelia for reasons, science reasons. Yeah, she Naruto also crosses over with it and he learns the shadow clone jutsu. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyone listening to this? Literally, like I have this really great um, note here that says Misty Day growing people in the swamp like vegetables is, is a whole mood. And you know what? It was like. I loved how much Misty Day loved her swamp. You know, it was just kind of adorable. Like she was really into it. I, I do love Misty Day in the swamp and Misty Day in this mud can cure anything. Yeah, she like fixes everyone by just burying them in swamp mud. I don't know how she does that. Like, I don't know why she seems to think it's the swamp mud and not her own magical powers because it's definitely not the swamp mud. I don't know if anyone told her. <laughs> the problem and she says, I'm going to put mud on that. Like, I hope she knows that it's actually because she's magic and not just because the swamp is magic. The mud is all powerful. Mm, she thinks that for a little while there. And I do have Myrtle's a lesbian. I don't make the rules because I mean, come on, you've seen Myrtle. Anyone who sees Myrtle knows she's a lesbian. Ugh. So something I really love about this show is how female centric it is. 
like I love that all the main characters are women. I do feel like there are a lot of men involved in the show, but I mean, it's still primarily about women. And the men are just kind of their background characters and don't have nearly as much power. Like even the men that think they have power, like the um, the witch hunter group, like that act like they should have power, end up being like nowhere near oh, as God. powerful. So useless. They couldn't do anything. Like they accomplished almost nothing. Like they, they crumbled so fast. I mean, they put years of work <laughs> into this operation. They were rich, they had a company, and in the end, they were just like, oops, we suck at this. Like, they weren't good at their job. I mean, there are some witches who end up dead, but... Yeah, but they were also, like, children witches, so I don't feel like he should be that proud of being able to, like, kill a couple of kids. Like, in the end, the moment they are faced with any kind of real power, they just, uh, oops, we're gonna go die now. Yeah, they just fall over. They completely crumble. And they're like, oh, no, please, not our company. We'll do anything. Don't take our money. And she's like, I'm going to take your money and kill you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to do both, actually. Thanks. I think that's one of my favorite parts of the show is when everyone works together to accomplish cool things. My Because for half the show, everybody's at each other's throats. Yeah, there's a lot of enemies going on. Like, everybody hates everybody else. No one's really working together. Even inside the coven itself, like, there's everyone kind of hates each other. They're all at each other's throats. You'd think inside the coven would be where they'd actually work together, but it's, like, the least likely place, apparently. And you wonder how that's going to, like, go in the future. Like, is any of this going to be okay? (laughs) I mean, I feel like, I guess, under... Once they get the whole Supreme nonsense out of the way and they figured out it was Cordelia and they got rid of like the people that were trying to like usurp her, it got, it it ended up kind of okay until Apocalypse when it was no longer okay. But that wasn't really their fault. They did kind of get it together. I mean, they they tried. (laughs) They tried their best. Gold star, you did your best. But I feel like even in the flashbacks, the witches are really mean to each other. Like even in like the times when Fiona was a kid growing up, like, all of the flashbacks show that like, even when like, you know, in the heyday when there were more girls in the house and it was, you know, in theory going better for the witches, they are still really mean to each other. I mean, the flashbacks to the time when they murdered the Axeman, they were not really at their- That's true. They worked together. They worked together to murder the Axeman. I support murdering the Axeman who I wish had been murdered some more. I should have murdered him a little bit better you know like he didn't really murder him in a very finite like a finalized way he just kind of like was still there when they all stab him my my mind goes to mean girls and everybody should just stab caesar (laughs) i love that scene yes um the axe man i hated him so much i know that we're talking about sapphic stuff but I, a sapphic. He was actually in the way of sapphic things happening, though. Like, like honestly. And then he takes Fiona's entire afterlife. So now she can't even do sapphic stuff when she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Like, like that's no. not fair. Sapphic things as a dead person? <laughs> Maybe she was going to do sapphic things in her afterlife. Clearly, they have one in this universe. And she's just chilling. Now she's stuck being like, housewife in this universe with this freaking axe man i just i don't think that that's right she could be having 
lesbian sex in her afterlife, but instead she's doing this. And I just, I don't think that's what she wanted. I mean, they have a hell in this world, certainly, but I don't know if they have any sort of good afterlife. Her hell, her version of hell is heterosexual (laughs) marriage, (laughs) which honestly is valid. (laughs) That's like so gay though. Like how gay is that? Like her version of hell is literally just being married to a man. I mean, also- it was a specific man and he sucked, but yeah, generally towards her, he actually like really loved her and did a lot for her and was like really nice to her. I, I, I just don't like him. Like, so even though he's like a horrible murderer and stuff, like in theory, he actually treated her really well. She just like thinks he's useless and not worth her time because he's not, but like, he's not mean to her or anything. I just hate the act. Like a- I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just like, I think most people wouldn't see like a relatively healthy relationship as like a hell, but I'm just saying because it's with a man, she's like, this is hell. Also because of Naughty Pine. I I, I love- So if you didn't have the X-Men, you wouldn't have that. So I guess you have to love the X-Men a little bit. Nope. I just think it's a waste that they cared about the Axeman plotline and the Kyle plotline. I felt like those were too large. Like those plots took over. Like they were too long. There was too many scenes devoted to them. Also the creepy, um, the creepy guy who worked in the house. Oh, um, yeah, Spalding. Spalding. I, I wish we had less Spalding. He was really creepy. Um, I didn't appreciate him. I would have liked to not have the necrophilia and um, the creepy dolls and everything but like I got what they were trying to do I mean he was creepy he added to like the horror factor and everything but like the butler did it was kind of like really obvious <laughs> and kind of lazy not <laughs> can we not have men in our horror like come on I just want women in my horror please and like background men or men that are there for the purpose of being killed by women that's a horror, so someone has to die. Welcome to this week's episode of Misandry with Maddie and Kristen. I, my feeling is just that there's so much television that is about men that sometimes I like my television to be really, really female-centric. This was literally about a coven of wi- female witches, so it just seemed like a disservice to take, like, you know, time away from those women to focus on these, like, weaker plot lines with the men. What is your favorite part do you have a favorite scene i really like that scene where they're like all dressed in black and they go on that tour to the creepy house i don't know why i just feel like that scene is really iconic it has an aesthetic so aesthetic right i just really like that and i like that they all like just look like they're on like this i don't know they just look like actual school people on like a little field trip I don't know and they seem like they're acting more like actually as a coven like Fiona's like taking over like doing actual work and like actually trying to teach the girls something like I just feel like they're not all trying to kill each other for once they're not like mad at each other for at least five seconds my favorite part is the plot to get Fiona to off herself because surprise bitch I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me is just iconic Iconic. Iconic. I mean, they use that in everything now. That's a forever line. That that's that is meme. It's beautiful, and I do still love that. I mean, that's a fantastic meme. I also, of course, love the part where Stevie Nicks performs. That's a, and they get the shawl and like twirl around. I mean, 
as as I've said, I love every part of the show that contains Stevie Nicks. But I liked that there was basically like a tiny Stevie Nicks concert just like included in the show. <laughs> so what would you rate AHS Coven? You, you can have a gay scale and a horror scale. Ooh, two scales. What should I rate them out of? That's the question. I think for gayness in real life, technically, <laughs> it's not actually that gay. <laughs> so I'm only going to give it like, a two on the gayness and I'm only giving it that because I saw the gayness I know it wasn't technically there but I saw it and I'm gonna give it a two swamp people vegetables (laughs) and in horror I thought it was pretty creepy but it didn't really like freak me out like I wasn't disturbed like it didn't cause nightmares or anything so I'm gonna give it like a five I don't know a five, uh, a five Fleetwood Mac songs. <laughs> so this doesn't reflect that Kristen really, really, really likes American Horror Story Coven. I do. I just genuinely didn't think it was scary. I don't know. It wasn't scary to me at all. Um, but I still like it. Like not as a, not as like a thing if I want to watch something to be scared, but like as a thing that is horror vibes and with witches, like it's, definitely good and it's also just not actually gay but like it is gay to me I think it's gay but like in real life we don't see any women kissing and like there's no actual gay ships that are actually 100% truly together and like I mean technically technically no gay activity really happens I mean we sort of medicine Zoe but like we don't actually see it so like I don't know. So for me, on a scale of one to gay, a three, it is three out of 10 witch burnings. Um, Mm. But I also feel that this show is kind of gay culture. Yeah, I do feel like it's gay culture. That's why I didn't give it like no gayness. Like I feel like it's for some reason, like the gays have like adopted Coven as like gay adjacent enough that it is gay, but and for whole- the whole thing just is queer, just in general. Like it has a queer lens over it. For horror, I'm going to give it a six out of 10. I have less experience with horror than Kristen does. And there were parts that definitely really creeped me out. That's very fair. I am very hard to scare nowadays because I just, I watch anything that is remotely horror related. Like if there's any sort of movie or tv show that comes around that's like any sort of horror i will watch it so it just is hard to, to get me anymore Kristen is our resident horror lesbian and <laughs> not yeah i mean i literally can't think of like the last time like i feel like hill house scared me the very first run through um since i will not watch hill house but it didn't scare me after I'd already, I mean, after I saw it once, I was fine. But like it, it generally, it genuinely did freak me out the first time. So, I mean, I was really excited about that. I was like, finally, something that made me feel the scared feeling because that adrenaline is a feeling that I like. Yeah, I just don't seek the scared feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'm like, does this scary show have lesbians? If so, I will put up with it for the lesbians. Let's deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. This scary show didn't actually have technically lesbians, but it basically did, so. (laughs) Hypothetical lesbians. 
I mean, this show is, you're right, though. This show is gay culture. All right. And because of Sarah Paulson, it's, you know, it's gay by proxy. Yeah. <laughs> so next time we see you guys, it will be for Oceans 8, for which we have a yes. special guest. Please do subscribe and please do rate us. Yes, we like seeing what you write and seeing and your ratings help us be seen more and help more people find the show. And if you want to look up our Twitter, you are looking for at Sapphic Stuff Pod. And I think we also have an inst is the Instagram the same exact thing or is it I don't remember. It, we have an Instagram too, I promise. It's it's <laughs> just look up Sapphic Stuff Podcast and you should find it. <laughs> well, We'll make sure we get together. We'll do a better job. <laughs> by next episode so we can tell you what it is. Just find it yourself. I know you know how to do this. Use Google. But yes, please like and follow us on all of the things. And that way you'll never miss an episode and you'll be able to know um, when we post and what our schedule is because Maddie's been posting our um, upcoming uh, recording schedule to Twitter as well. Which we're gonna try to stick with, but uh, occasionally <laughs> difficult. But we're gonna we're getting this one out on time, which was yes. sort of very difficult. But uh, all right, we will see you guys next time on Sapphic yes. Stuff, and Happy Halloween! Ooh, spooky! Spooky!